This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajma Show. <laughs> My name is Peter Kim. And I am Anji Kim. Yes, thank you so much. It's been... Wow, what a week! We've been right before the podcast. We were updating our lives, and it's been a it's been a weird one, hasn't it? It has been a very it's been crazy. And also, I am living. Both of us are living for vengeance. It's again crazy how our parent lives parallel. Honey, I okay. I have so much fucking pent up vengeance in me right now, and yes. it comes from one of our reviewers. Actually, <laughs> do this. I'm gonna read you one review. Uh, f- by the way, listeners, you all know we're going we're going for a hundred reviews before we go to DC Live. We're yes. doing a show in, in DC, April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth. <laughs> Save the date, as you know. But uh, every uh, episode, we're reading out some reviews just so that we could we want to get to a hundred reviews. That's it. That's really all, that our whole thing, right? Yes. And um, you guys have been so great. You've been leaving these reviews, so I'm going to read one right now. Very short and simple. This is from Local Lua. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, yeah this person says perfect i love it <laughs> great thank you see that's all it took you don't have to do a whole spiel if you don't want to you could just do perfect i love it or like good you know like that's all Gushia. we need <laughs> but let me say this speaking of vengeance this person uh left us a, a review another person left us a review buddy charlie Okay, our Ooh. latest review, February 16th, one star. What? One star. And this person, the title of the review is, no. No? And the review says, what if, I, I, if I wanted bad and unsubstantiated conspiracy theories that can easily be debunked, I'd be a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think this is that. from our this is pretty funny. I mean as for even for a one star. First of all, this guy is a Bushikan Kezeki. Yeah. Yeah, Kezekia. You're gonna leave a one star? But then put your fucking name and address on it, you fucking coward. Pussy. Bushikan Shekia. But I would love to say that. The fact that he said he's calling out the conspiracy theories, that, which is from our Asian true. Joe Rogan episode. Okay, fair. We <laughs> were spreading fair. some fake news, but we told you we were, they were, it was fake news. We told you it was for the Reddit hole. All right? So I this review you. has nothing to do with anything. But I do love that this person is not a conservative, apparently, <laughs> and then listens to our podcast. And then that one episode where we're spreading... <laughs> By the way, we we uh, made an amendment saying that these are lies, and we're spreading them anyway. Entertainment, so, entertainment purposes only. Yeah. So this person, Buddy Charlie, is a fucking idiot. So fuck you. <laughs> All right. You know, it's like, yeah, like that's a guy. We just, I, I feel like I learned a very good lesson. <laughs> go fucking, go drown yourself. All right. Put some cement blocks on your goddamn ankles and fucking drown yourself. You piece of shit. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for the reviews. Uh, it still counts. <laughs> it counts towards one hundred. As long as they're all perfect, I love yeah. it. <laughs> if you have a less than perfect review, go fuck yourself. 
Get out of here. Go be a conservative. <laughs> anyway, whatever. If you want to leave reviews, fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, if you want to leave a bad review, you know what? Look inside your heart and mm. see what the hell's wrong with your life. That you're yes. going to spend time putting a one star review on a yes. uh, on a queer Korean comedy podcast. I know. You know what I mean? Your life is so small. Your life is say, so I would say that if you want to leave a one star review, why don't you reach out to each of us individually before you do that? Give why us don't some of this individual feedback. Yeah. Peter and I love um to be angry. Yeah. So if you do that, it will only fuel us. Like we are both on a vengeance kick. Like oh, I, this week I'm very angry. Very angry. I am yeah. like living to, I literally sent people, multiple people like, they were like, why are you acting this way? And I just sent them back a one word text. that was vengeance. <laughs> Like, you are going insane. I, my revenge fantasies are truly like, I, I, I surprise people because, you know, like I am like, I like, you know, I seem pretty go lucky and like happy go lucky. And, uh, no, I don't. Um, no, no. You seem troubled. <laughs> so an Asian Joe Rogan, I. Yeah, you're spreading fucking lies and we're getting dragged for it <laughs> on our own fucking iTunes review list. I'm sorry. How, this I, is embarrassing. I told you. And it's the latest one too, so it's going to be up there until someone else fucking reviews. So this fans, so I bet you this person's not even, if this person turns out to be Korean, we're going to need to fucking taekwondo each other to death. Taekwondo each other. You know what I mean? I'm about to judo chop your neck open, you fucking piece of shit. Taekwondo. Buddy Charlie. Stupid ass. each other to death is truly <laughs> such a funny idea. Because it's a self-defense thing. Yeah. So it's just like, you guys both moving defensively towards each other. Yeah. <laughs> just parrying. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. Okay. Oh. What? You guys. Mm-hmm. Patreon. Patreon subscribers and future oh my God. Patreon subscribers. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, Some what? news. What? We've got the to- the totes are in. <gasps> yes! The totes are in! Oh my god, they look so good. You guys, check it out. We're oh, gonna gee, these look it. expensive, right? No, it was it was like a it was been an ordeal. It's been <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a fucking ordeal to figure it out to yeah. find something cheap enough, uh, nice enough, yeah. and all the stuff like that's like all, hits all the things that we want it to be, and they do look nice. Um, shout out to Phil for figuring out like how to um, uh, uh, creating that template image again um, mm-hmm. and redo it and all that stuff. So if you guys want to support us on Patreon, it's a te- I mean, it's such a beautiful tote. Once you see it, you'll get it. Wait, who gets it? A- anyone who um, subscribes? can? Mm-hmm. How do I get one? Oh, I don't know. I, wa- <laughs> I got to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pay myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5 a fucking month? I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Okay, well, they're beautiful, so get on it. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you so much for getting those totes. And if you are a Patreon member, wait, who gets it? Patreon 5, 10, 15, all of them? 10. Oh, 10 gets it? Okay, if you're a $10 subscriber, thank you so much. You'll be getting in the mail. Um, A little bit of, okay, so I got to tell you, last week, after the Parasite win. Yes. (laughs) Wait, when did we have our... We did it the Wednesday after the Parasite went. Okay. So that week, um, that Thursday, after we recorded, I had a a meeting of the minds. Uh I called my Koreans. Mm -hmm. I said, 
you, you guys need to come out to K-Town. And these are like mostly comedy Koreans, stand-up okay. Koreans. There's some like UCB type people, but people that like I know, but they might have not known each other. You okay. know how I love to do that. I love to gather mm-hmm. people, right? I do. Yeah, you are that. You're like, I, you like to be a connector. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're like, okay, let's meet at Jopok Tokpoki, right? Let's mm-hmm. get some Tokpoki. Let's get some Sunde. Get some uh, soju in us, and just like get it, get it started, right? Is there anything better than some Tokpoki and soju? Like truly, like nothing. Oh. Nothing. Chamis are fresh. There's yeah. nothing better. Oh, so so it's me and some uh, comedy Koreans, and we're hanging out, and um, and then you know after the meal, we're like, okay, we, we're gonna go to Dorebang, right? And we're let's just sing our hearts out. Yeah, and and then more and more people start showing up. It ended up being like ten people. Wow. Anyway, so um, we go to this one Dorebang, right? I'm not mm. gonna say which one it is, but it, it was in K Town. And it, by the way, it was so hard to figure out which Dorebang to go to because they all have bad reviews. And the thing is, they all have bad reviews because these are fucking Korean norebangs, and these reviewers are white. These fucking white, no, ain't no Korean person reviewing on Yelp. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like these are all white people that are that have been rude to towards. Like that's why they're all like, "Oh, fuck this place, don't go here." And the people who have the best reviews are like white ass places. So it's there's an inverse relationship on Yelp reviews of like the lower the score, better for Koreans, right? So, <laughs> so we are like, all right. I think right, it was more authentic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they're not going to give you any service or nothing, right? Yeah. So we go to this one place and it's like super huge, but it looks like no one's working there. And then there's like a young guy who like, uh, you know, I go in, I'm the oldest, you know, I'm the mm. above the group. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, 안녕하세요. Your owner, you know, 노래방 한 시간 얼마예요? It's like, yeah. oh, okay. 먼저 우선 들어오세요. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. They usher us into this giant room uh. and they kind of give us like this run around of how much it's going to be per hour. And I huh. was like, okay. And I was like, all right, well, we need to drink. So give us some menus. Yeah. And they, they bring us some menus and the menus... First of all, there's two sides to the menu and they both have different differing things on them and there's no prices. And I was well, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. And immediately in my head, I'm like, this is like a whorehouse. Uh. You know, this is like one of those like room sarong type things yeah, where yeah, they yeah, bring yeah. the girls. It's like, the- it's like a, if you guys know, um, it's like a, the Bong Cafe in Lincoln <laughs> Square in Korea. Yeah. In, uh, in, uh, in Chicago. In Chicago. This place is called Bong Cafe. It's yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's like a basically uh, uh, it's like tr- human trafficking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that like, kind like of shit. Like young Peter, like yeah. the, the, uh, gangsters hang out there. Exactly. And- they, there's like meetings being done, deals yeah, yeah, yeah. being signed, whatever, yeah. right? And then and there's if you've like, been un- unlucky enough to like think you're gonna just have a regular night, think again. Yeah. So me, my ass, and our stupid asses, we're sitting there. We're a bunch of Koreans, all queer, like or yeah. comedy people. Like none of us are like chupuk or like you know gangsters. So we're all yeah. sitting down at this huge table, and you know the guy comes in. And he's he's speaking in English first of all, okay. right? Uh-huh. And I'm speaking in Korean the whole time, and this guy's <laughs> answering in English. And wow. I was like, what the fuck kind of disrespect is this? That's shade. This is fucking shady, right? Yeah. And then they bring in the menus and there's no prices. And then at that point, they're acting so shady. And this room is giant. There's like, first of all, the original cast of Koreans, there was like six of us, right? Yeah. And this room is for like 25 executives and they're whores. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this room? Like, yeah. you know, like clearly this is not like read the fucking room. Yeah. No puns. So I'm getting pissed off. Uh. 
And they and they could tell I'm getting pissed off. And they yeah. send another guy in who speaks Korean. Yeah. And he's like a young guy. And you can tell he's like, it's just like, it's bad news. Yeah, you know, yeah. his haircut is like, his hair's like too, too like um, floppy. You know what I mean? He just looks like trouble. Huh. Like he's, his arms are too toned. Like he looks like he's a gym rat. And like, ain't no Korean guy who works at a Dorebang is this fit. You know what I mean? You're beating people up. Yeah. Obviously. Wow. So, you know, all everything's chuck, 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 chuck in my brain. Yeah. And then I finally go to him. It's like, I just see it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I and then they they look at me and they like there's fear in their eyes. And these boys, I'm going to call them boys. Yeah. They're like no more than 25 years old, uh-huh. you know, like working for a young name. And then they see this old fat gay screaming at them in Korea. <laughs> Where are the prices? <laughs> Where the what fucking prices is that? How much was the order here? Yeah. What kind of business is this? <laughs> and you see all the other like comedy Koreans like start going, oh my God, what's good? We're going to get killed. You know, like they're getting so scared. And I was like, fuck it. Gotcha. <laughs> like I like and I march out of the room and this like huge guy comes up to me. He was like, Oh, what's going on? Are you gonna leave? And I was like, Listen, all right, I don't understand what this is, yeah. but this ain't it. Uh, We're gonna go. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay, no, 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 You know, like we're just gonna go somewhere else. And <laughs> we get in the car uh, and we go to a different Dorebang. Uh, Dorebang we went to was um Star, I believe. Okay. Um, I need to wait. Wait, Peter, that's like, that's cool. right? Like, I was like, that's what like my friend Grace was saying, like, oh, but, yeah. and I'm like, I wasn't trying to be much, so you know, I was trying, I was just angry. But you know, like, Korean people, when they see anger, they, we get horny. Yeah. <laughs> All of us are like congratulating and like, yeah, yeah. I wish it's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, we apologize to people who can't speak Korean. Yeah. That, was, that story wasn't for you. But anyway, one, one thing led to another. We go to Star Karaoke. Yeah. I think Star, they had a 3.6 rating. We were okay. like perfect for us. Yeah. So we go... And, you know, we start singing and then we order soju and baekju mm. and a beer and, you know, all these like uh, dried items or whatever. And we're like eating, eating, eating. And then one thing leads to another and we're there for three and a half hours. <laughs> I've, I'm 15 shots of soju in. <laughs> screaming, dancing, sweating, yeah, yeah. singing old 90s uh, K-pop. My friend Steve's song from my best friend from college. Uh-huh. He, I, I'm gonna wrap this story up real quick. But he and I were like bosom buddies. He was my first comedy partner. Okay. Oh. In college, yeah, we did our first stuff together, and then you know we're obviously best friends. We lived together, and then you know our lives went separate ways, and we kind of grew apart. You know, and then we we got back to L.A. I mean, he's been in L.A., but I got to L.A. and then we started meeting up and, you know, th- uh, kind of like re relearning our friendship. Yeah. And um, rekindling. That's a great word. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there at one point. I think I was like 12 shot of soju in. And I look at him and I almost start crying. 
because we we sang DJ DOC together, DJ Doc, Kyori <laughs> Agi, <laughs> and we're harmonizing perfectly like we used to do in 2004. Yeah, that's like an Ajisi song now. That's so old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's truly Ajahn shit. Yeah. The youngest Korean there, Sam O, who, who have opened for us. Uh um, shout out to Sam. Ajima Show Life. He um he's singing like Ariana Grande. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just like being cool and cute and gay, and I'm singing like Ajashi shit. And I almost start crying, and Steve's like, yo, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah. Steve, you don't understand, like being around Koreans. Mm. I, we grew up this way, but in college, we were always around the wrong Koreans, you know, the ones that were like aggro, chauvinistic, yeah, yeah. heteronormative, uh-huh. you know, just all the toxic shit. Yeah, and yeah. we grew up with all that hazing, young shit and blah, blah. And look at us now. We, we, met, in, we met the week before 9-11, he and I. Okay. Ah, so it's uh. been 19, 20 years of friendship and we've come all the way around. Look at this room. We're hanging out with a bunch of fucking Koreans, you know? Yeah. And they're all queer and comedy and fun and forward thinking, intelligent, emotionally available. You know, like, yeah. I never thought I could be around Koreans like this. The, the, and I started the Koreanness could mean this as well. Yeah. Being Korean can mean this as well. Can mean this as well. Because I always yeah. thought I had to be, you know, I had to leave my Korean people and go to the comedy world and be surrounded by these basic whites. All the fucking time, you know? This doesn't include our listeners, our, you know, our white listeners. You are obviously not basic. You're listening to two queer Koreans screaming. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fuck. You're a friend of the Koreans. You're a fuck. Yes, yes. But you you guys know what we mean. Like, Mm. you know, the men's of the IOs of the world and the fucking Hollywoods of the world. We're surrounded by basics. And, you know, I, I always felt that really just like sadness the deep sadness of like oh, how much fun i'm having in comedy yeah and how little i get to share with my people but this was ah, the first time yeah i got to merge those worlds and it was beautiful Ugh, i love soju i feel like ah! soju is the only the correct drug for koreans yes because it's light enough that you can yeah. keep doing it. Uh. And then at the end, you could be completely angry about how dirty the thing is you drank. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> rage prophecy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fu- it's a funny hangover, too. Like, I, like, there's a reason why soju is the way that it, it's like it's the correct drug for yes, us. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Like, it's fun, the, emotional. Like, too much. Yeah, liquor? Yeah. Ande. Yeah, yeah. And if you're drinking whiskey... Forget about it. Uh. You're going to jail. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> soju, I don't. soju, you're arm in arm go, walking down the street mm. and then, uh, you know, puking into a bush. It's fun. It's and just, then you're also yelling at your hyung about how much you like him. Oh. Hyung! <laughs> 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 like, you know, it's like, it's all yeah. like... Yeah, like it's it's like cry. You know, I've been watching a lot of K dramas. Oh, have you? By the way, because I was like preparing for this uh, a role where I was required to like speak Korean um, and prove that I spoke it uh, fluently, uh, and I failed that test. But I will say that <laughs> I was watching this K drama, and okay, first of all, you can attest to this, Peter. Uh, I would say in K dramas, 
70 to 80% of um, the people inside of K-dramas, the leading roles are orphans, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, being an orphan is probably the saddest thing in Korea. (laughs) Like truly, like, because like you have to become an orphan in the first two episodes so that there's a reason for you to seek revenge on Kibor's son. That's it. Poverty is your greatest uh, motivation. I mean, this is what was crazy. So as I'm watching it with fresh parasite eyes, like yeah. people who have enjoyed K-dramas before or, or, or who like have enjoyed them before or continue to enjoy them. Like if you've watched Parasite, class struggle is in everything in Korean everything. entertainment. Everything. Yeah, it's the setup for the drama. Yes, like yeah. it's truly like deep, and even if there's like the classic K drama where it's like Chibursan, like the very romantic ones, or like I watched one that was like literally it took place at a hospice and someone died every single episode. <laughs> 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 like it was insane. Cry- I mean, like it, it's crazy that I cried every forty minutes for like three hours. You know, Aww, I know, yeah. I know. But like, but I was watching this one. Oh wait. I, wh- yeah, so it's either like that sort of K-drama or there's like a comedic, like where it's like, you know, younger 20s people living in Seoul, you know? Mm-hmm. And all those people talk about how they can't get married and have no money. That's like, <laughs> those are the two K-dramas. That's it. Yeah. So I was watching this K-drama and I was realizing as I was prepared, because I was trying to prepare for this uh, self-tape. Mm. And the, inside of the K-drama, there was a Korean adoptee who oh. like as a as a 7 year old had been adopted by a, uh, um, an american family and uh, a, and went to uh, america lived there at, after 7 and then as he became an adult came down with a terminal uh, cancer because you know this is the k drama i was watching uh-huh. and uh, he really wanted to go back home and uh, eat the kimchi jjigae that his mother made him <laughs> Before, that was his dying wish before he passed away. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> like like that's so Korean. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. And so his Korean was better than mine. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> his Korean that was very clearly like his like it's supposed to be bad Korean of like an yeah. adoptee. Yeah. Better than mine, and that's I was like, so okay. Funny. <laughs> That's so funny. So I spent like three days trying to learn Korean. <laughs> okay. And it was like, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like one thing I can, you know, I can read Korean pretty, all right, you know, but it's the acting in Korean is very different. Yeah. There's not, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because also I only watch K-dramas. Right. So that acting is very different mm-hmm. than the ca- kind of acting it's, that it's I It's soapy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Than I would do like in a regular movie. Right, right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like, it was just like so difficult on many levels. But also I've been like somewhat <laughs> depressed because I've just been watching K-dramas and crying. You know what I mean? It was like a crazy yeah. three days along with only seeking vengeance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're in a zone. I am definitely in a zone. Like yeah, I've, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't done comedy in three days, and I've just been <gasps> watching K drama. <gasps> and yes, oh, I mean it's oh, Gasp oh, City. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
아니 아니 정말 안 괜찮은 것 같아 이거는 아니야 이거는 이건 아닌 것 같아 이거는 아니 안 괜찮은 것 같아 Wow I am worried about your soul <laughs> Yeah I'm like doing three days of shows Maybe four days after this But like yeah I'm It's been it's been rough. Like I don't know if any of you. Also, by the way, so I've been like doing a lot of research on K dramas, obviously, because I've been watching them so much. I will say, it's funny. Whenever you look up a K drama, it's always an eight point seven uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh really? Nothing yeah, higher, like nothing no, lower. There's no poorly reviewed, no one star um, reviews of K dramas. It's all. This is the best K drama I've ever watched. Like, I oh, like really? That. No. Yeah, one... I like that attitude of like K drama people. They like it because this is what they, they appreciate. They're here it. for it. Yeah. Yeah. For maybe what the, it is. maybe our reviewer buddy Charlie needs to read a, watch a K drama, and review that. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Why don't you go fucking watch a K drama and give that a one star? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Shang <laughs> Muzaki. <laughs> like, like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you? Um. Are you? I. I actually wanted to speak. Did you wait? Do you want to go into the topics? Do you want to take a break, or do you want? What do you want to do right here? Yeah. Do we usually take a break here? I forget. Yeah, now I forget. I so. We do catch up in the break, right? I think so. All right. All right. Take us out. Okay. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> We're gonna be right back with some. Things to talk about. Here <laughs> right. with John Myung talking about his bass playing for the upcoming Dream Theater album. Bass is John Myung. John Myung. Here at the Dream Theater show, and we are checking out John Myung's bass rig. Bass to me is—it's the frequency that I identify with most. I enjoy the challenge it presents. I enjoy the process of what I have to do to prepare my hands to play the way I want to play. And also, I don't know, I guess when I listen to music, it's sort of like what I focus on too. You know, I, I, I tend to listen to the bass line. Hello, and we're back! And we're back! And we're back. Okay. Peter, do you want to go first? Let me see. I just, let me sure, yeah. This. yeah. Um, uh, this is really kind you know, uh, I guess this has a lot to do with what I was talking about with this Korean night uh, and the meaning of the minds. So a comic from East LA, Danny Cho, you might know him. He, um, he created K-Town Cowboys back in the day. Remember that YouTube series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, he 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 has he grew up in Boyle Heights. His parents are out still out there. They have a liquor store, yeah. and they um, he was on Parks and Rec. You know, he did he he was very funny on Parks and Rec with saying nothing. He was just like giving like stank face. And I remember thinking like, who the fuck is this guy? So huh. funny. He's um, if you remember remember Parks and Rec, he's in the episode where they go to the radio station, and um, they they're trying to do like morning radio, and there's like morning radio shock jocks. Do you remember? And um, it's with Matt Besser and Nick Kroll. They're like the two like shock jockey guys. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's like an Asian, there's a Korean like engineer just giving them like staring I them see, down. I see, I see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah. <clears throat> Very funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he, he like fun. around two, three years ago, he's, mm -hmm. he's younger than us, uh, by like two, really? or three years. Yeah. He's, he's, I think 84 and wow. he went, he was doing comedy here 
um, for a long time. Like he was out here. He grew up in L.A. He went to UCLA. He got a, a six figure job just like me. You know, like we have a very yeah, similar yeah. path. He was like a consultant of some kind. He studied international economics and he was just like hitting the grind here and then got some, you know, I mean, he was on Parks and Rec. What a fucking cred. You know what yeah. I mean? So like great creds and he's doing his shit and, you know, going out to Laugh Factory and stuff like that here. But he just wasn't feeling like like the the momentum. Mm-hmm. So he decided to check out Korea. He's like, oh, I haven't been to Korea in a while. I should go. And um, when he went to Korea, he was very scared. And there's an L.A. Times article written about him. Great article um, by Victoria Kim, staff writer. Mm -hmm. And this came out. When did this come out? February 19th. Today. It came out today. Whoa. Anyway, so um, he uh, he got to Korea and he was he was scared because he's like, oh, my Korean's not good. And you're talking about how your Korean's not that good, you yeah. know. So obviously, you know, uh, my Korean's pretty good, but it's not Korea good. Right. So like, I would have the same anxiety too. I'd be, I you know, and I'm going to Korea in May. Yeah. Remember? So like, I'm like, I'm kind of getting scared. So I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. I should hit him up. And um, he he was like, he got there, and apparently the ratings were sagging <laughs> for the live audience gag shows. Uh, ah, yeah. Dog. And which is like the Korean, you know, iconic Korean television programming. And it was it it wasn't really doing well. So a lot of those things are getting canceled. And my friend Grace was telling me how like these people, these Kegelman and uh, comedians don't have jobs on TV anymore on KBS. So now they're going and doing live comedy. And the scene is really starting to burgeon up because, you know, obviously Korea is like a microcosm of American culture. And one of the biggest American culture, American made culture is stand up comedy. So these people, uh, people are watching Dave Chappelle, (laughs) Louis C.K. and other American comedians racking up millions and millions of views with Korean subtitles. So now there's like a huge appetite for it. And the month that Cho arrived, according to this article in Seoul, a couple of comedians whose television shows have been canceled started performing in in, uh, in Korean at Space, the Beatles, this Beatles-themed uh-huh. pub. And they were, uh-huh. like, doing this kind of, like, cool experimental thing. Like, what town? you know? I'm not sure. It probably says it in the article, but I'm not okay. sure. And then he realized that, like, he was stumbling upon the rhythm in Korean Mm. that he knew from, you know, being an American comic here in L.A. And he was saying how their setups ran too long, pauses were misplaced, and the payoffs were too small. So he was, like, realizing, like, oh, my comedy skills do transfer into Korean. And there's a really wonderful clip of him doing, like, a minute of comedy in Korean Uh. in this article. It's a YouTube video. And he's... It's so funny because he's like he's not really speaking Korean that well, yeah. but but he's he's like drawing parallels like we would hear, and he's saying the shit, and people are receiving it like really well, like he's crushing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like I could do these, I could do my jokes here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is really good, and um, and the I always thought the audience would wouldn't be there for that. You know, I like, mean, the monkey, like, you have a lot of stuff about potty, that, that all that stuff would do really well there. Body, yeah. sex, mom, mom yeah. you being gay, mm. you know, like, all yeah. that shit. Like, I think I would be more on the, like, oh my God, what is he saying type of, like, on the edge of yeah, yeah. what they would like, but hey, whatever, right? I mean, I recently watched a K drama where there was a transgender person in the show. That is so cool. I was kind of it was crazy to hear the the word transgender 
<laughs> really? Yeah, kurke maraso. Like, Holy shit. Transgender? Like they were and then <laughs> And then also, it was like a, it was kind of like a woke moment inside of the show, like where the lead character's um, tolerance was really yeah. applauded and everyone else's prejudice was like um, embarrassing to them. <laughs> it was very, it was very funny. It was very, it's called Itaewon class. Oh, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. All right, go, go on, go on. Yeah. Anyway, so Danny Cho, he uh, recently in August performed his first full hour set in Korean. It was hour. His hour in Korean. And, you know, they, they write some of his jokes, translate some of his jokes out in, in the L Times. And it's great. It's just observational comedy, you know, and like self-deprecation. Yeah. It works. It, Is he living there? He's living there. For how long? Forever? I don't know. It's been like two and something, two and change, I think, years. And, um, like, huh? Like, is he married? I don't know. It doesn't say. Why, are you trying to marry him? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you I have mean, a husband. I know, but I'm just saying, like, for, like, wait, why he, if he's going to plan on staying there, if he's, like, you know, like, like you know, because, like, to move there, it's very expensive. Like, is he making a living from doing this? Girl, just I don't this. know. I don't know his fucking financial status. I just know <laughs> that he. There's an you know, LA these are Times the article. I would ask as a reporter. I was like, so wait, how much are you making per gig? Like, are this you reporter to- does not care. She does not want to do comedy in Korea. Yes, you and I need to ask that, but she did not. Uh-huh. They, she was just talking about his jokes, and <laughs> apparently they're working really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, in November. Uh, Danny performed the first episode of a new stand-up comedy show on KBS. KBS wow. is like South Korea's CBS. A like the biggest show? Yes. A new stand-up comedy show on KBS. Like Korea Comedy Jam? Like, like yes. a Comedy Central? Like every comic comes out in those 15 minutes? Yes. I mean, I don't know the format, but yeah. A nationally televised stand-up comedy show in Korean. How fucking crazy is that? It's so fucking nuts. Like, are you serious? Like, you and I, if if we went there right now, we would fucking absolutely crush the entire yeah. game. Yeah, my job. The amount of training we have and, like, the fact that we're American comedians. Uh. Uh, nuts and he's being lauded as this like guy from america where it started you know like the whole thing and it it, 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 this is just like blowing my mind that's crazy because like so the live action gagu show like those are all ending yeah and 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 in light of that because so like this more american brand because you know so many people in Seoul like also ingest so much american television and so much american culture yeah because that is like the um, lingua franca now, right? Of, <laughs> yeah. of the world. It's American culture. Right. And right. Because that's why the timing would still work. Right. Exactly. Because, because they're, some, they're, they're listening to comedy, our rhythm. Because there's huge comedy scenes in France and huge comedy scenes like in um, Nigeria. Yeah. All but over the those, place. Yeah. But those, those and they're like traditional stand up stuff, but their comedy and the rhythm doesn't translate because they have distinct rhythm and culture that's separate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why Gal Gadot hasn't really, trans- he's done more acting. Okay. Gal Gadot was like, a comedian? Yeah, or Gad, Gad Edelmale. I think his, his name is Gad. Gad. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, his name is Gad Edelmale. Okay. And he's like a French comedian. He's like literally, he's called the French Jerry Seinfeld. And 
he hasn't been able to translate a lot of his stuff over. And it's because of the limitations of language, like the way that some words sound. Like, and I mean, I remember watching um, a lot of like Jirian stand-up comedy. It's like very bombastic and like, I mean, it, it would kill some places in, in America, but wouldn't mm-hmm. kill others. Like he saw, I think a Nigerian comedy tour came into town uh, not too long ago and like was sold out like a big venue. Wow. United Center, maybe? United Center? It was like one of those. I was like, damn, I don't know. Wow. Nigerian, like, I mean, Nigerians are like really, really successful. So it makes sense that they would like be able to go to an event like this and would want to. Right. But yeah, it's like it was a whole tour of Nigerian comedians. That that's was what's crazy. Amazing. I know. And like the fact that Koreans are able to, I mean, that's a, com- a stand up comedy show on, ca- on KBS. On KB motherfucking S. This isn't, we're not talking about HBO. We're not talking about Netflix. We're talking about, imagine CBS had a one hour stand up comedy showcase. Like even wow. Def Comedy Jam, one of the biggest things, uh, Night at the Apollo, like those were not broadcast primetime shit. Like this is so unprecedented. Was he in one of those? Was he on that KBS show? Yeah. Show? It's coming out in November. Yeah. So he must have already filmed it and they're in post. You got to go and do this. I got to fucking go and do This is so nuts. Yeah. And it's really like jazzing me up because like, you know, all of us, you know, entertainment people and people who are, you know, uh, American focused, we think America is the be all end all. We think this is the last stop. We think Hollywood is the last stop on the train. Guess what? It's only the middle. Yeah. It's There's true. international money to be made. I mean, that's where like uh, like international playing, you're playing basketball in Europe actually sounds way better to me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like less pressure. Less you're going to be way better than everyone. Yeah. yeah and you're exactly. making a good living, you know, yeah. you're still making a good living. You're there, you're, and you're also like a fucking superstar. Yeah. You know, without all the pressure, without all of the crazy pressure that comes from doing it at a level here, you know. Yeah, in it's like if, it, it would be like if you all of a sudden were a white man in America. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> easy. Everything's made for you. What? How? That's truly my dream to be ninth on a call sheet. This is what it would be. <laughs> That's the energy I'm bringing to yeah, my craft. Yeah. You're ninth on a call sheet in Chicago, but in Seoul, you're number one on the fucking call sheet, all right? I, I, you're I, directing. I, I, I'm, I'm, let's be honest. I'd be third on a call sheet, and that's good, yeah, too. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's one third of the way. Yeah. I mean, that's truly, I, you know, I think that's so interesting that, like, that comedy is, because, you know, it's also making its way to China. Like, these are emerging markets where humor and yeah. like where capitalism has saturated enough mm-hmm. and the American culture has saturated the sort of like this place enough. Right. That humor, you know, like, is like, uh, that's so crazy to me. I'm, that's fascinating. So because especially fascinating. With the la- especially because of the language thing, that actually feeds perfectly into my thing, which is, did you read this Riley article, the Riley essay with um, that Sharon Choi uh, wrote? The no. translator for uh, Bong Joon-ho? No. So she has been like the uh, like the focus of like a lot of um, like uh, niche internet fandom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And um, she's kind of been at highly sought after interview requests, and she finally wrote this essay in Variety. We'll link to it. It is a phenomenal essay. Um, very funny. Very. In- uh, um, very interesting and very uh, 
personal. Mm. And I just wanted to, it goes back to what you're describing, Peter, and what I want to talk about is that she cites here um, that she had been her own interpreter for 20 years because a psychologist specializing in bilingual children once Mm. told her that uh, most people have a similar brain capacity. So like if a person with one language, a monolingual person knows 10,000 words, a bilingual person would only know 5,000 in each language. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Uh-huh. And so, and, um, and she was talking about how she has to choose between the two because she has a very, it's like a very similar way that a lot of um, people that like do the stuff is she like came here to study for like two years as a kid, went back to Korea and then came back in college. Oh, interesting. So like, that's like, that seems to me a lot of the people that are truly, truly bilingual, like that are like flawless in Korean and like have a slight accent in, you know what I mean? In English, Mm -hmm. those people have this sort of like trajectory. They like come over young, stay, go back and then come back. Like do college here. That seems to be the trajectory. Okay. Um, and like for me, those the idea of like being bilingual, especially because my son is, I see him doing this, and now just literally doing the last three days trying to learn Korean. It's like the rhythm of a language changes, and the words and change the way you do think about stuff. Like I've seen you do it, and I do it sometimes, but like we consider a situation in one language. And then translate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Yes. Yeah. And and it sometimes it goes both ways. Sometimes you think of it in Korean. Sometimes I think of it in English. Sometimes you know what I mean. It goes both ways. And the fact that comedy is, comes from such a gut place, I was like, this this is this whole Danny Cho thing is very fascinating. But the reason why I brought up this uh, bilingual thing is. I think that as we see with Parasite, like people's like conversation with themselves become more international. Mm -hmm. I found that very fascinating that so many people found Parasite funny because I found so much of the stuff fundamentally Korean. Yeah. And that the rhythm of it felt so fundamentally Korean. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like so. What? Why? Where? You're confused. How other people understood how funny the it was of it. Yeah, because like so. Then well, I guess my question is like: I mean, is, the, is the rhythm of comedy uh, supersede language? Absolutely, it's timing. Right. Absolutely, I don't think language has to do with rhythm. I think rhythm is rhythm, and language is kind of the icing. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Uh, I think that's why like humor, like you look at slapstick comedy or physical comedy, like you don't need language for that, mm-hmm. you know? So like, yeah. yeah, I think there's some certain things like nuances that like non-Korean uh, or like non-Korean uh, cultural, you know, people <clears throat> would have missed, you know, it, it, yeah. in Paris. Like, there's so many times where I laughed and no one else laughed, Yes, but that, that's for us. You right. know what I mean? Like, the Americans or non-Koreans get to get the rest of the movie. <laughs> and we, we just get the whole movie. That's, yeah. the, that's the coolest thing about Parasite Winning is that it feels special for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, so in this essay, she is this ability to switch back and forth mm-hmm. is not about like actually having more words. It's about 
facility, <laughs> like agility and thought. And this is the sentence that I really wanted to highlight. Um, flexibility is what brought, it's a muscle that gains skill with practice. Flexibility is what brought parasite to where it is now. It fosters understanding and empathy. Empathy is what bridges the gap between per the perpetual others. And to feel a little less lonely is why I want to be a storyteller. Because she's also a film person. And I uh -huh. thought that the that fact that um, flexibility is what fosters understanding and empathy. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that being able to go back and forth, like that sort of ability to go back and forth, that's the bridge, you know? Because like, yeah, like if you know more languages, I don't know. I was sort of in a contemplative place because like one reading this, it's a very wonderful personal essay. You guys should check it out. And also like trying to relearn Korean and like watching K-dramas and like talking to my mom like a little more. Like it does... I don't know. I guess this is what your life is like always, Peter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because like just like constantly being able to go back and forth. Like it's you are. There's like a whole other. Like I'm talking to my son more in Korean, and so I see him responding to me more in Korean. Yeah. And like he sees stuff in Korean more from like that perspective more often. Yeah, I I can't tell you how refreshing it's been hanging out with Korean comics because we're hitting open mics together and we're doing shows together so when mm -hmm. we're sitting there like and the fucking mic is dragging on and the yeah. host is being a bichinyan you know yeah. we could say like i shank bichinyan you know like yeah, yeah. you know like and then we could and then we could like have that moment where we can bitch about something in our language and it not really need to be heard or understood by anyone else this is just something you and i could share and i love that and ugh, I don't know what it's like in Chicago, but in LA, there is a contingency of Koreans doing the shit we do. And it finally feels like I'm not alone. And that is monumental. Oh, that's great. All right. With that, let's take, uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. like to play an example of using these harmonics and incorporating them in a, into a bass groove. We are back, and it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Kick! Yeah! Okay, my yeah. Kick-Ass Korean is going to be Sharon Choi. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> this essay really did undo me. Um, yeah, you were you were affected by this. Yes, because also she taught, like, the idea of translating and, like, because, like, there's a, a line in Okja that translation is sacred, like, that, um, like, that especially as a foreign and uh, international filmmaker, like this responsibility has a great deal of weight. 
And so she is also takes on a very personal part of the story that she has always been in between, like never being quite American enough to be a Korean American and never being quite Korean enough to be considered a Korean, you know? Yeah, so yeah, even yeah. inside of these, this, you know, world where like everyone is sees her very clearly and we are talking about this community, even inside that there is a spectrum, right? And uh, she, even within that, she has felt a bit adrift. And uh -huh. um, it's like just wonderful to see different types of stories of Koreans, Korean Americans, and international type folks like she is, you know? And she's also a filmmaker, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, I think the world fell in love with her. She was just like someone that is her with a little notebook. Like the thing is, I love competence. <laughs> and I she, love a, co a competent bitch. I, I really do love a competent bitch. And it's clear. That's the reason why the world has also enjoyed her. Right? Yeah. That's why we don't always liked her because she's competent. She's competent doing it like with a smile on her face without. Um, yeah. And like loving it. You know what I mean? Like she, I think, understands. She's living in the moment. And you see it like she yeah. is understanding the gravity of the of the moment she is living, you know, yeah. that this is a ride. And uh, she writes about it with such generosity and like so much. Um, like it's a for me, for someone who can't imagine feeling the weight of something without feeling anxiety, mm. she felt the weight of everything without feeling burdened. That's so cool. That it yes. seems like they the whole crew is feeling that. And what a yes. wonderful thing. I know, I know. And yeah. it's, it's an incredible essay. I will, I don't want to talk too much about it because you guys should all read it. Um, Go read it. it. It's on yeah. Variety. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So she was my kick-ass Korean. All right. Well, my kick-ass Korean is none other than Victoria Kim who wrote that LA Times, uh, LA Times, <laughs> Times article. I'm going to share it with Danny Cho and Victoria Kim because they could you know, one without the other, right? So Victoria Kim is a sole correspondent for Los Angeles Times. She previously covered... Um, the state and federal courts worked on investigative projects and reported on a Southern California's Korean community. Victoria Kim doing the good work, doing the work for us, doing all the research and the, you know, the follow-ups and checking her sources. Like I love talk about competence, a woman, a Korean woman, the, a, a Korean female journalist for the LA times. Come on. That's, that's a huge, that's kick-ass. And the yes. fact that she wrote this thing about Danny Cho and just an East L.A. entity that, you know, is now in Korea and thriving on national broadcasts. God, this is, what a fucking cool week. What a cool time for us. Wait, how long are you going to be in Korea when you go? I don't know yet. I have to figure it out, but probably 10 days. 10 days? Like full? 10, 10 to 14. Wow. Yeah. Like, do you have any family out there? I have zero family. Really? Yeah. Everyone you mean was That's up? why I've never went. I would have gone earlier, but I, I just started. Like everybody, everyone, like everyone immigrated. Yeah. And the other ones that didn't immigrate are poor. So I don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I, there's no one left. There are people in North Korea, I'm sure. But like in South Korea, there's no one left. So yeah, I've never felt a familial tug. So I'm going, yeah. I'm going really for like, you know, like the roots and like you know fucking meditating upon where i come from and yeah, yeah, yeah. who i am and the generational burdens of being korean and all that shit so like it, it's interesting it's a very interesting time to be a, and we're such a small number in america too but yeah. we have so much fucking clout it's mm. it's wild Wait, where's your mom from S from seoul oh they're all from seoul mm -hmm. except for your, your dad's from 
Pyongyang? Like, is that his family's from? My dad's dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No one left Pyongyang after the war. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so your parents are from Seoul. That's like very interesting. Because like, you know, I, for me, when I go to Korea, it's like a little bit of time in Seoul, but like there's like, young, my younger cousins <laughs> live there. But everyone is from, like, I'm Shiwar Saram. So, like, right from Busan. Busan. Like, Gyeongsangdo Saram is gonna, like, it's like a very, make sure you go to Busan. Padaka. Because we I are actually go. ocean people. Yeah, I wanna go so bad. I think, I, I think I'm definitely going. Yeah, like, Jinju yeah. Animun, like, I need Jinju, Jeju Angamun. Like, like right. go to, like, a, a seaside. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like, will. Like, I have to. Yeah, I'm gonna and go, like I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to Seoul. I'm going to avoid any type of markets, just coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like a lot happening. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go to the city. I'm going to go to Seoul. I'm going to go into the mountains. And then I'm going to go to the water. Three things. Yeah, because we are, we are a mountain people. Yes. We are very mountain people. Like, that was like the thing that uh, Max was very surprised by. Because given how densely people live in Seoul, the fact that there's still so much sun and like green there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a it's a very beautiful. I would say it's a very beautiful place. We are a mountain and seaside people. Like my yeah. people specifically, I am a, I'm seaside. You're a seafarer, even though I do not know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could hit up one of these henyos. Oh, by the way, okay. Speaking of henyo, we did a whole like thing about henyos like. Maybe a year ago, uh, which are like the female divers in Jeju, yeah, 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 and like yeah. they, they dive for like fish and stuff, or not fish, but abalone, like, right? Abalone and mollusks and stuff. Yeah. But there is a Netflix show called for, uh, Next in Fashion. It's like uh -huh. basically a Project Runway. I've seen this. I really want to watch it. Like Netflix knows a bitch and was like, "Honey, honey, you like this." The, there's a <laughs> Korean lady Minju on it. She's so Korean. I think she might be my kickaxe Korean next week. But she's so cool. She's so brilliant. There's and a Korean designer on it. Korean designer, and one of her inspirations was the Hanyo outfit. The diving outfit that yeah. they, that they go like that they go into the water with, uh. and um, it, it it was just so cool to see that on Netflix, and I'm like, whoa, we did a whole fucking episode on that. That's so yeah. cool. Anyway, go check it out. It's wait, good. what is that? What is abalone in Korean? Um, do you know? It's like it's like in oh, like oh, very chumbok, fancy posam kimchi on it. You know what I mean? It's called chumbok. Chumbok. Yeah, okay. they they make chuk out of it. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's really I abalone is like that, and like the oysters and the posam kimchi is like one of my favorite things with pe. Oh, I can't stand the posam kimchi. I can't really? stand cool in kimchi. What? I'm not. A, ugh, I hate it. I don't. It just doesn't sit right with me. There's the, there's uh, uh, oysters, and I just I love oysters, but yeah. I love oysters shucked and shot. I don't like it cooked. I don't like it fried. I don't like it in, like, hidden inside a cabbage. Like, get the fuck out of here. All I right? love it. With, you pear, really? with the pear? With the fancy uh, pear? Uh, ah! I have some in my fridge right now. Pozan kimchi? No, no. The pear. Fancy pears. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it the... <laughs> It's not the shit that fucking angry Asian man gave yeah. us. Yeah, I was like, it's been a long time. No, I, I, I went through that in a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. well, we got to get going. But what um, what do you have coming up in Chicago that people could come see you in? Oh, tomorrow I am doing a show at the Hideout called Thirteen Love Songs. Um, it is being put on by the Hot Kitchen Collective. It's uh, they're affiliated with um, the people that used to do Too Much Light at the Neo Futurist. Oh, cool. And, uh, and so tomorrow I'm at the hideout. And then on Friday, uh, I'm going to be doing Baby Wine 
And uh, on uh, Saturday, I'm doing your fucked up relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at IO Theater, and then on Sunday, I'm doing a, a a character roast, I believe, at the Laugh Factory. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm not really sure what that is. I got like I got email that guy. <laughs> I've got a lot of homework shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta stretch your legs a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, especially in this like three days of only watching K dramas. <laughs> um, this week on Sunday, I have a cool show called Golden Hour at Start LA. Um, and um, next week, I have some shows coming up, but I'll just wait till next week to tell you guys about that. Actually, one I'll tell you if you're in LA, um, I have a few fun shows coming up the 26th next wednesday uh it's called story hole it's free at idle hour in north hollywood me and a fellow listener fok from a friend of korean benda and gustav to shout out i ah, love we're hosting a show we're gonna have some of our faves some chicago faves actually ryan asher jonathan Giuseppe, um an la fave out here david crab's gonna be on here uh a band, our house band me and you uh, featuring Eric Lewis Baker and Michael Warren will be there. So um, it's going to be a really fun time. So come on out. Okay. That's All right. it. That's it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Audio.